welcome to this episode recap episode for The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and in this segment we'll be recapping episodes 6 through 10 of our show. If you're new to The Last Refuge, thanks for giving us a try, and hopefully these episode recap episodes will be a quicker way for you to get caught up on the story. If you're a long-time listener, we hope you enjoy these little trips down memory lane. In either case, more of these recaps, as well as the full versions of all of our episodes, can be found on our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else your podcasts are found. And this probably goes without saying, but just in case, if you haven't listened to the episodes we're about to recap, there are definitely spoilers. But enough housekeeping, we've got a lot to catch you up on in these five episodes, so let's get started. At the end of episode five, we left Bria, Bizdira, Flick, and Kit in the wilds of The Last Refuge, spending some time getting to know each other better. How'd it go, Bizdira? Did we share all of our dreams and hopes? And- oh, hopes and dreams. <laughs> it was just lovely. We shared was- our feelings. We built a campfire each other's hair and Kumbaya. You know, braided each other's hair, <laughs> painted each other's nails. Right. It was a lovely, was really lovely. lovely sleepover. And as we painted each other's nails, we realized we had the same nail beds. Oh, my God. And Vizdira used that as yet another excuse to say that we were sisters. I'm a little jealous I wasn't invited. Anyway, the group began putting some puzzle pieces together. The three human-seeming women realized that they are all, in fact, Azimars. All four of our adventurers eventually realized that they had spent a good portion of their lives being guided by some sort of voice, a patron of sorts. Flick specifically informed the ladies that his voice instructed him to consecrate the temple. So sure. we need to find a temple. Well, or it could be my temple well. that I came from, or it could be a new temple that I'm supposed to find, or you know what have you. Or, I don't. I, I don't or exactly the temple know. Of your body. Oh my god. We need to consecrate our bodies. Everybody or it going could on a juice be the place. <laughs> it could, it could be the place that we got say. dropped off. <laughs> say it again. I'm Whoa. waiting. I'm waiting. It could also be the place where we all got dropped off and woke up. That could be a temple. That could be a temple. Oh. Thank the gods for Kit. This whole campaign would have been the four of them making constitution saves to keep from getting hangry and killing each other during their juice cleanses. As the party continued on with Arix towards his tribe's tunnels, they had more opportunities to get to know each other and to learn each other's strengths and weaknesses. Bria and Flick started to get a little competitive at one point. Uh, that's an 18. I guess I'm still like keeping a keeping good an eye. eye yeah, Briathos. It's a 19. I'm actually keeping a little bit closer of an eye. Than <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it happened once more. 16. Okay, and uh, Bria. 17. She's one upping you. Just all one, day. literally one okay, upping. So, um, <laughs> uh, twice more. 20 adjusted. And Bria. A natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm so pissed. As the party continued on, they encountered some of the dangers the Last Refuge has to offer them. Dangers that were unlike anything they'd seen in their home world. Bizdira, you sort of involuntarily gasp and get a, a, a lungful of this stuff. Um, and you sort of sprout mold on your arms that is the same as the mold that you just ran through. The fuck? Um, oh give my me God. another. Give me another constitution save with advantage. That'll be a 21. Okay. So you um, you get the rest of the way through, and like you manage to sort of like scrape the mold off of where it sprouted from your skin, uh, and it just sort of falls off, and you're you're okay on the other side. But uh, <laughs> but the other two that were running with you saw it happen, and my uh, imagination is running wild right now. <laughs> I love it. 
you all see what you initially think is more of the russet mold, sort of in patches, and then you see it move. And you realize that it's not patches of mold, but in fact, like bunches of the mold that are humanoid shaped. And that's literally what I thought was going to happen. You were ready for these. I flick. Can't, I, <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> Sounds like it's time to roll initiative. Hopefully, this fight goes better than the party's last combat. But surely it will. After all, these are just creatures made of fungus. Shouldn't be too hard to hit. I will run up. I'll pull out my short sword and try to kind of swing upwards, like okay. grunt to neck. Oh, jeez. All right. Listen, Whoa. I don't like these things. They hurt. Right, clearly. Yeah. That's a 12. It does not hit. So you sort of, you, you get it up between his legs uh, and he just sort of <laughs> leaps it, sort of leaps back. If I had a nickel. I like to think it's like the cartoon where they pull their groin up to let like cars through. Oh, you know what? I like that. That's what happens. Great. So he does that as I try to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But then I must spin around and try to kick him. It's the same thing. So no. So, so no. he sort of pulls his he pulls his crotch up to miss your short sword, and then you like kick at his midsection, he like pulls part of his torso to the side, <laughs> so you miss him there as well. It'll just shit. turn into a cartoon battle. Let no one say I don't let my players have some fun and take their suggestions when world building. Despite Bizdira's early troubles, the party was able to take down these creatures without too much ado. It looked like our adventurers were home free, victorious in their first combat in this world. Then you hear Oryx from behind you all, from behind the tree, and he yells out, be sure to burn them. (laughs) And at that exact moment, you see the one that Bria took down. You see him sort of reform and stand up and head towards you all. Oops, guess we spoke a little too soon. Still, creatures that have to be killed with fire gave Flick a chance to shine gather all my power that I can muster in the moment and cast Burning Hands. Oh, no. That is an 11. That does not save. Okay, so, so what's the damage 3D- on that? Is that 3d6? Yeah, 3d6. Yeah. So I hold out my hands, and all of a sudden this sort of wave of flame. This, like, fan. Sort of, yeah, like a and, fan. So let's see what damage yeah, super cool. does. Uh, all right, let's see. That's 11. Okay, so this just burns him, and there is nothing left of him after that. Perfect. Nothing left. Bolstered by Flick's display, our crew's dice decided to go on a hot streak. Ooh, I love a good critical hit in combat. Crit, y'all, oh, natty yeah. twenty. Yeah. All right. All so right. I take. So I like lean over and dramatically slow mo, like light the torch, <laughs> and then like line it up and like quarterback, like nail it over yes. to this humanoid, and it just like perfectly spirals over and just hits straight in the head. I love it. And (laughs) flares. It does exactly what you said, burst into flames, and the ashes waft away on the breeze. That's right. I just crit. Yes. Oh my god. So I am I yes, am you did. swinging the baseball bat and then I'm spinning around the other way with a freaking roundhouse, Round- flying yeah. yep. roundhouse me- kick and I am kicking its damn head off. So you bur- you set it on fire and then you roundhouse kick it and it just explodes into ashes and blows away on the wind and it is there and you all are sort of like quiet for a moment and then from behind you from the trees you hear... Aw, <laughs> Oryx was so impressed with them. But, of course, this being the adventures we'd come to know and love, their lucky streak couldn't last forever. And the surest way to tempt Lady Luck into turning her back on you is to celebrate your victories. 
can can Bizdira do that little like Irish kick, like where she jumps up and kicks her heels together? She can certainly no, try. Okay. Give me an acrobatics check. Oh god, all I want for her to do is fail. No offense. Did you crit fail? Please tell me you crit failed. Crit failed. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, I'm so happy. All right, so Bizdeer like tries to do a little bell kick and like basically just like leaps up in the air and then falls on her side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times. But seriously, the team had just vanquished their first foes on the last refuge. That's exciting. And what a great opportunity to learn a little bit more about the world around them. <laughs> I want to ask him while we were walking what those moss creatures were called to him. Like, does he have a name for them? Yes, he does. And you all can tell me what it is, because I want you all to be a part of creating this campaign setting. So what were those creatures called? Sophia lurks. Oh, you just made a bunch of sounds together. <laughs> you, That's you just what took called. you took syllables just, and put them I together. Just made okay, wait. sound. You know, since we're naming things, I have another another thing for you guys to name. No. So one of the things that Rx, while you all settle down and he tells you a little bit about the tribe, he tells you about a group of kobolds. Um, it's just four of them at the moment. It's him, Varn, and then two other kobolds named Hawks and Meepo. And Meepo. Meepo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did and not think are... I could like anyone more than him <laughs> and Varn, and I. Nepo has it. They're part of a group that is sort of like a, a club of like particularly intelligent and thoughtful kobolds. And so they have this club. What's their club called? The Naughty Kobold? Okay, no. No. <laughs> nope. I'm going to go ahead yes. and use DM Fiat to veto that. <laughs> the Fearless Few. We're, we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure That's how not, fearless they are. I was about to yeah. say, they're not fearless. Yeah, they're not they're really more fearless. thoughtful. Because I was thinking like fearsome foursome, but like right. I like alliteration. So okay, so the 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 thoughtful, and then something else th that means like group or sect or. Can we cut one of them out? So <laughs> I was just gonna say, so maybe they're the thoughtful three, and then Meepo joined, and they're like, well, we can't rename ourselves. <laughs> that actually kind of sounds like that's something they would do. Meepo. Okay, I think we're gonna go with that. Oh, oh no! So, so the th- the no. thoughtful three that is four of them at the moment. <laughs> and Nepo. Um, That's how they introduce. We are the thoughtful three. And Nepo. And Nepo. And Nepo. <laughs> Great. Maybe I shouldn't let go quite so much of creative control for this show. Witnessing the adventures dispatch the <sighs> Sophia lurks so quickly, Arix began to have some crazy thoughts. I'm so impressed by all of you. You may be just the thing we need. What a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> is he, uh, he's not going to make us do the trials, is he? That would be madness. Uh, We're not kobolds. He says, I, I am in fact thinking of having you enter the trials. He says, Varn is convinced that we will prevail, but I'm not. The trials are more than just in tests of intelligence and cleverness. Much, much more. And we need individuals like you because... Well, I just, I can't imagine what the tribe will be like if Dranks wins. Who's Dranks? Who's Dranks? Who is Dranks indeed? Arix gave the crew a little history lesson on several of the key kobold characters. See, I told you I love alliteration. As well as more details about these trials. So he tells you about the Thoughtful Three, and he essentially explains that Kashak is growing very old, and in fact is is older than any other kobold has sort of lived to in quite some time. And he has been an able leader and an excellent leader for a very long time, but he knows that his time grows short, and so he has stated that the trials will be held again. And the way that it works is uh, there can be groups of kobolds that enter, but each group chooses a leader that if their group wins, the leader of 
of that group then is elevated to the chieftain of the tribe. So the uh, Thoughtful Three and Meepo are going to enter at Varn's insistence. Their main contender, and in fact the only other group that has decided to throw in as part of the trials, is led by the Cobalt Dranks. And Arix says, you know, deep down, Dranks is, is probably a perfectly good Cobalt, but he's hot-headed and he doesn't contemplate he doesn't think before his actions he would he would rule from his gut and i fear for the tribe if such a such a violent and thoughtless and impulsive kobold were to rise to the position of chieftain but you all well i i know it's unusual but you're thoughtful and powerful in battle and work together so well and have been so kind to me it's just the beginnings of a planet and, and of course the rest would have to be decided by Kashak whether you will be allowed to compete, or if you want to, of course, but it's it's just a thought I had. I can dig it. Our adventures had been through much by this point, and I had a little reward for them. I have some good news. Ooh. You all have reached level two. Yeah. Uh, and with their new level came new abilities, including Kit's ability to scare the crap out of Flick. I mean, Wild Shape into a wolf. Yes. Kit the wolf Great. is scampering over to you all. Oh, so very happy. Flick will, with- Flick will immediately go, ah, and go behind the nearest tree. <laughs> Once the initial terror wore off, the group, yep, you guessed it, had band practice. I'm going to howl my the digging song that we sang together <laughs> when we were doing this. Okay, that's really Oh cute. my god, I love this so much. Give me a performance check, please. An 11? Okay, so it's it's recognizable, but it's a little <laughs> off. Can I try to harmonize with the end of the song? I'm... Oh, great. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so uh, the wolf and Bria are harmonizing. <laughs> sort of. Sort trying. of. What are the other two of you doing? I will also start to harmonize. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. First, the fucking jug band at breakfast. All right. Oh. Uh, go ahead and make me another performance check. Okay, so it. remember what happened with the blade of grass? Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, God. So he inhales, and you know how it is. Sometimes a little spit just, like, gets what? stuck. <laughs> so he... Bizdira, how about you? Uh, she'll put her sword away, sit down, pull out a banjo, and start strumming along. Of course she does. Give me a performance check. I'm just as talented as everybody else. That's a six. Oh my god. Nice. You guys are just making... <laughs> There's so no more other talented way. It is, than Flick, it is, it is a din. It's the only way to describe it. You are making a din. Oof. Keep practicing, y'all. You'll get it. Eventually. Maybe. After their jam session, Arix continued to guide the group to the Shimmerscale Tunnels. Once they got within a mile or so, Arix left them to go ask permission to bring them into his home. While he was gone, the party happened upon some of the kobolds that Arix had told them about, Dranks and his friends. I will stand up and put my hand out and say, hi. One of them makes a noise very similar to the noise that you made when Kit came round as a wolf <laughs> uh, and runs back for the clearing. The other one, like, looks terrified, but stands ground uh, and just sort of, like, puts fists up and is trying to, <laughs> but looks absolutely terrified. Aww, oh, he's so cute. These sweet baby angels. <laughs> I'm Dranks. <laughs> Who are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> um, far away. What, like off the island? 
Oh, we're on an island? (laughs) (laughs) Star, star, we are on an island. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who's dropping the truth bombs, Bizdira? After a bit more back and forth with Dranks, the party had a lot to think about. He says, uh, you know, in a way, I I respect you for not taking my deal. He says, uh, just do me a favor. He says, I'm going to win, but uh, just think of what's best for the tribe, eh? He's really smart, and I don't know what to do with him. I really like we'll stick his tongue out at him. I think he's an arrogant jerk. (laughs) I do too, but I really like him. (laughs) Not like him. Not like not like more than Arix, but like I I am uh, I'm very I'm surprised based on what we heard about him that he is like he he has some leadership qualities is all that I'm saying. No need to make hasty decisions though. The party took their leave and went to continue waiting for Arix to return. While they waited, they remembered the strange breastplate they'd recovered from Zagara the Moss Lurker's lair. So you put it on, and there's this weird sort of vibrating, like, static electric field that sort of makes you, like, as you put it on, like, it goes on and it doesn't hurt you, but it makes it just sit really uncomfortably on your body. Get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off. So much for solving that mystery. It was about then that Arix returned with permission for the adventurers to enter the Shimmer Scale Tunnels. And enter they did. And like the honored guests that they were, their first destination was the Chamber of Kashak, the leader of the tribe. Kashak was... Well, I'll let him tell you. In all of my years, I thought nothing would surprise me again. I was wrong. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) What brings you to the last refuge? That is an excellent question. Bria, would you like to go ahead and take this one? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just... I did not sign out to be the diplomat in this campaign. (laughs) Despite Bizdira's best efforts, the team had a fairly productive chat with Kashak, learning that they would be welcomed as guests of the tribe for the next 18 days. At the end of the 18 days, they would meet with Kashak again, and he would deliver his decision on whether or not the party would be allowed to compete in the trials. In the meantime, they would be allowed to stay and meet some of the rest of the tribe. Of course, the first folks they wanted to meet were the rest of the Thoughtful Three and Meepo. Our four adventurers and their four new friends spent the evening chatting each other up, and at some point, the conversation inevitably turned to the Last Refuge and its history, which, of course, at this point, the party knew absolutely nothing about. And Hawk sort of jumps in and says, Well, to me, this seems like a perfect place to tell you a bit about the history of us as a tribe and how we came to be here and why this is our territory. She says, As the legends go, the Last Refuge contains the only surviving tribe of kobolds in the entire world. You'll just have to listen to the full episodes to hear the rest of the history about the island and the tribe. Once the chatting was done, Bria decided that a little matchmaking was in order for Arix and Varn. So I do think it needs to be kind of at nighttime when his guards are a little <laughs> oh, lowered. <God. laughs> um, oh my god. And just to pull him aside, I think all of us can kind of surround him in a gentle way. This is so creepy. <laughs> yeah, Bria. this is pretty... I would be terrified if I were him. This is so creepy. I don't know if I like this idea anymore. And yet they went forward with the idea. The... They decided to make Arix and Varn a romantic dinner. Afterwards, Flick went to ask Varn how it went. So basically, Varn tells you, like, he's like, I don't know how you knew, but, like, I think we just needed something to break the ice between us. <gasps> and I tell him, well, I rolled insight, and I rolled really well, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really funny. We are taking metagaming to a whole new level here, y'all. And so the party's days were filled, 
until the 18 days with the tribe were suddenly drawing to a close. At the end of the 18th day, you get a summons from Kashak, and you go to his audience chamber, where you've now been a couple of times, and he says, uh, well, I've made my decision, but I would hear yours first. Do you wish to participate in the trials? And that is where we're going to end it for this week. Oh, cliffhanger! It's called a ladder hanger! Which, I now realize, is a joke that you will only get if you go back and listen to these episodes in their entirety. (laughs) Oh well. That's where we're going to leave it for this episode recap episode. Thanks so much for listening to our recap of episodes 6 through 10 of The Last Refuge. If you enjoyed your listening experience, we hope you'll continue listening to our episode recap episodes, and maybe even go back and listen to the full episodes. You can find all of those on our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, once you've gotten a taste for what we do, it would be stupendous, splendiferous, magical, superb, and epic if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people we'll get to listen. We always read out all of the five-star reviews that we get on our regular episodes, so leave us one and get a shout-out on the air. If you want to get in touch with the Last Refuge team, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. You can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. As I mentioned, we do have a website as well. Check it out to see some character and player bios and other cool stuff. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. I want to thank the fantastic cast of The Last Refuge, Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick, and Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign. Most of all, though, I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands. Happy gaming, y'all. <laughs>